Hello and welcome to the season finale of Loosely Based, the podcast where we discussed based on a true story movies to tell you how real they are. Every month. <laughs> Every moment of our lives. Before we get started, we just want to thank all the listeners for making this a very, very fun season. We're talking five continents, mm. 28 total countries, Dang. and mm. 205 cities. What? Thank you, Sweden. And one more thank you is to our host, Dana Kuberberg, who is leaving us for snowier pastures. (laughs) Denver. Um, Yes. If any of you guys live out, do we have anyone out there? I think so. (laughs) Maybe one. I think we've got Colin. (laughs) Anyway, I will be unemployed. So if you want to pay someone to be on your podcast, this is my audition. Yeah, we'll be sorely missed by everybody, especially my mom, who <laughs> who texts me about you like every week uh-huh. <laughs> or every time, of, every month. I'll miss her just the same. to our lovely Dana and Corey and myself. We have a love story of sorts. If you remember the guest from the fourth episode of Loosely Based, oh, uh, Dean Mizell, he met a woman through our podcast. Yeah. And they're now they engaged. Met on the, there's a message board for all you guys. I'm sure you guys already know, but they met on the message boards. The um, she quickly commented, hey, that guy's voice? Mm-hmm. Just one of the smartest, funnest, most moviest loving friends. Oof. Fern Serpa Fern- in the house. Fernanda Serpa, U.S. citizen. Just, <laughs> yes, U.S. citizen. Congrats. February 28th, 2019. <gasps> also the day that Dean and I got engaged after <laughs> four months of <laughs> each other. Through the pod. True love. Let me tell you guys, really comment on that message board. Yes. love. <laughs> and if you think my voice is also mm, let me know. I'm looking. Uh, Fernanda Serba, if there was a movie about your life, who would play you and who would play your love interest? So, <laughs> or whoever I, it is. Yeah, or whatever life interest. Here's what I'm confused about is so I had listened to Dean's podcast do you remember what dean said and dean said that he was kevin g he was rajiv surendra and then i was a little bit confused because he said his love interest was janice ian lizzie kaplan wondering if that meant that i was her or if he just like no well think about it yes you could also be like one of those couples who has like multiple biopics about you so this is the the (laughs) probably biopic and that was the Dean-centric biopic. So you can recast yeah, completely. Well, well, no, I'm not going to cast myself back. as Janice Ian. What? No, fuck Dean. Yeah, I mean, whatever you want. It's it your choice. One way. <laughs> what do you want your movie to be? Who do you want it to, yeah, to be? Yeah, just who do you want your love interest to be? Well, first, I'm going to start with myself. 
I did. Classic. We had like some discussion about this, and I've never identified with a TV character more than I have with Liz Lemon. Mm. Okay. Um, so I would have to go that. with Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we share similar interests, such as allergies to dogs, <laughs> uh, living in apartment 3B in New York City. Oh, oh very not specific. Now, though. Uh, not now, though. Not now. You now live in 8K. <laughs> no, but I used to. Don't give away people's addresses. <laughs> oh, yeah. She lives in the only 8K in all of New York. Go and find her. So and who would Tina Fey's love interest be in this movie about you, Fern? Tina Fey's love interest would probably be Chris Hemsworth. <gasps> wow. I think they would make a cute couple. I would watch it. I would watch that They movie. would make a cute couple. This uh, is a good couples exercise, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> really good. That's amazing. I would watch that movie in yeah. a heartbeat. Yeah. Really good. And all four of us are discussing... The, the Titanic. I'm the king of the world! That made you think you could put your hands on my fiance. It's not up to you to save me, Jack. We've got you trapped. If you don't break free, you're gonna die. It's a ship. There's only so many places she can be. Find her. Today, me and Fern are going to both be your historians. Our two captains of our boat. Ba-ding. We have done a little research into the real story of the Titanic, and we'll tell you what they left in, what they put out. Classic. But they, that makes they put in I don't know. I just wanted you to keep explaining it. It is usually put in and left out, but... I think that the way you said it is cool. Cool. Um, <laughs> and Dana? Um, I am your one and only Hollywood insider. So if they're the two captains of the boat, what are you on this I Titanic we call a podcast? The shipbuilder. Ah, oh. Victor Garber. I'm Victor Garber. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm your big Dumbo dummy. Hey, he's here. He came. Thank God. <laughs> You're welcome. And I guess if I was someone of the Titanic of this great ship, I am Cal, who was like, this ship is unsinkable. Pablo Picasso, he'll be nothing. Total dummy. <laughs> what does this movie mean to you? Yeah, Fern, why did we bring you on? Do you have you had any relationship with the Titanic? Um, yeah, it's a it's a little embarrassing, but I have had very close relationships <laughs> to the Titanic. I watched this movie twelve times in the span of fourteen months <laughs> in high school, which is literally insane. You um, might have the record. And let's just r- remind people this movie is three hours and fourteen minutes long. <laughs> I so a hopeless romantic and I was all like I love this love story it is like the best love story ever told now re-watching it uh, last week with Ben <laughs> I realize it's not a good love story oh, oh. here's what I'm There's gonna a say take. it is great for like a 16 year old girl mm. who is like oh this would be so ideal Leo is so cute but now as a season 24 year old engaged woman, have we engaged, mentioned I know what love is <laughs> <laughs> it is not fucking in the car. Well, it could be, but it's not like not in 1912. That no, and in 1912 was a, a love done. I actually co-signed that. Okay, my relationship to the movie. Um, I think this past week was the first time I've watched it in full. 
but I do have this like weird memory as a kid like covering up my like eyes like in horror and I was like oh it's a scary movie this movie is a scary movie every 10 minutes someone punches someone else their lights are flickering there's an axe it's truly terrifying people are yelling honestly I still co-sign this movie scary it's not a romantic film it's a horror wow romantic horror romantic all right I'll take that romantic horror I am mad. I know that I watched it when I was younger, although I just watched it when I was visiting my parents in in Florida for the week. And my dad came into the room about 14 times talking about how it is the worst movie ever made (laughs) and complained about how he was in the other room, like covering his ears while all the clanging sounds were happening, which makes me think that maybe like if I saw it in my youth, I must have seen it one single time (laughs) (laughs) because my father to a certain degree was in charge of the movies that I would see when I was from the ages of five to 10. So when this movie was hot, so my assumption is I did not have a lot of Titanic time as a kid. Do you think he was afraid of boats? Mm -hmm. Is that why he hates it so much? Or because it's a scary movie. Or is he afraid of love? (laughs) (laughs) I truly do not know why he hated the movie, why he hates the movie so much. He called it saccharin. What does that word mean? mean? Sweet and gross. I don't know, but I literally, I like. It is very cheesy. I roasted him for being a curmudgeon for like 40 minutes because of how much he was talking about how much he hated the movie. You're like, how many times have you watched this that you know all this? this So much. This is like so so terrible to you. Like, also, he came in like 14 times. Yeah. Because it's three hours. He probably was like, it's done. Walks in. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. I hate this. 20 yeah. minutes later no, it's but probably done time where he was like sta- i'm like lounged on the couch and he comes in and is like standing behind me for at least like seven minutes because it's scintillating was it the drawing scene thank god it was not <laughs> <laughs> that's nice what is it a sapphire a diamond a very rare diamond jack i want you to draw me like one of your french girls wearing this all right wearing only this I saw this movie for the first time with Fern. Whoa, whoa, ah, ne- never seen any clips? I mean, I'd seen... Ki- like, I'm, I'm King, King of, of the World. world. Okay. So you knew but, references. Well, a cool thing about seeing it for the first time right now was I learned what Draw Me Like Your French Girls is ah. from. I learned about the hand on the window. It's in the, it's in the canon. Like, you need to see it. Yeah. It's a very heavily pop culture referenced movie. Yeah. And uh, obviously... I have thoughts about it, but we'll get into it. I think we, at this point, we got to get into the meat of the podcast. So, um, Corey, Dana, what do you, what do you think? I think, yes, there was a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the Titanic sunk. That's where we stop. Do you think the I think there was an iceberg. I think there was a boat. And that's, I don't think Rose, I think maybe Rose, Jack, and everyone is like, a conglomerate of maybe like 15 people's stories but i don't think there was the like the look for the crown jewel like the present day part of titanic mm. where there was like a crew being like where is this and then this 101 year old woman like emerging from the space like space in perfect health being like it was me and then legendarily dropping the most valuable object in the world into the ocean i was literally like kept for i years. know i was like Please, <laughs> or like sell it and give the money to your granddaughter. Yeah. Like oh that's so rude of her. But she was so like, <laughs> yeah. So I just think the general idea of yes, there was a Titanic. That's it. Okay, 
guys. I, I like know a little bit, so oh, okay. yeah. Um, it's hard to miss when you're researching even the Hollywood stuff. Fair enough. I I think so. Jack and Rose completely made up. However, point me. <laughs> they put a lot of re- of real stuff in the movie, like a, like everything outside of the every- plot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like characters. Like what do you mean? A yeah. lot of characters. So Kathy Bates. Kathy a lot Bates of characters. Kathy Bates is real. Victor Garber. I guess someone did have to make the boat. We'll go through them one by one, but uh, because that's really the only true thing about. (laughs) But like, they put a lot of facts, like real people on the boat, that like they kept their story, like what was reported about them was true, and then they put a lot of things about how the boat went down, real like really into the story. Yeah, I mean, like the science, they explain how the boat like crashed and then separated. I assume that was like, well, that's gotta be. Right, true. Um, you're correct that the heart of gold, or what was it called? The necklace. Heart of the ocean. The, the heart, heart of the, of the ocean. ocean. Oh, la coeur de la mer. I took French. <laughs> the heart of the Paint ocean me. Uh, didn't exist. Dang. Did any of the like research team in present day exist? Like, Part of me actually thinks, like, oh. isn't it James Cameron who funded that? Like the scuba dive? Like, he made the machinery to scuba dive down and to like, well, see the boat? Well, the, the wreck was discovered, I think, like 70 years after it sank mm-hmm. or something. It was discovered in 84. Okay. Um, and this movie came out, just so I remember, in 97. Thank you. Um, so James Cameron did not find the wreck. <laughs> he wasn't like yeah, out yeah. on a swim and was like, uh, gee whiz. But he did, um, as part of this, hire a Russian submarine crew and they did 12 dives to get. So the footage of the Titanic underwater is all is his work. It's his okay. footage. And he, cool. they went down in the submarine for it. Technically, yeah. James Cameron spent more time on the Titanic than the people on the actual Titanic. Hollywood fun fact. That is so <laughs> sad. Wait, how many days James into the boat? Notorious for like doing too much. too much. No, no, I know that. I mean, as in there are still five sequels of Avatar planning to come out. Yeah, and that hasn't paid off, has it? <laughs> Catherine Bigelow all the way, <laughs> baby. Has. He's yeah, made like a tremendous amount so of money. Much money on all of his movies, but, um... Okay, questions that I have of just general like things that I'm like, mm, is this true? Yeah. yeah. Um, was the staff? very incompetent it's like why are you not filling up the light boats and then oh, like yeah. also think, no, all the staff yes. like hiding everyone uh, like keeping them behind their gates being like you can't pass i'm like there's literally water like why are we not so, so the gates actually did happen <gasps> Sad. Uh, humans not with the intention necessarily from my understanding it was not necessarily like oh let's put for like third class and first class can't be together on the same boat but the gates actually existed on the boat because um of like the lice and like other Mm. diseases got it Um, but like even when they were going down they're like hold the gates shut or did they just not know because that's my part is like are they incompetent or do they just honestly don't know because there's not technology there's not like a walkie system being like oh no we're sinking i think that they were doing what they were told to do which was to hold the gates um but some crew members did open up gates for women and children um but the fact of the matter is the gates were closed because the majority of people who died were from third class, like a large majority. The gates were definitely for cleanliness. Which is a fun line from the movie. We goes, we're, we're Americans. We don't have lice. And it's like, <laughs> okay, that's not how that one works. Yeah, like the third class is the only class that needed to get like health inspected before they okay. leave the boat. Which that is makes, a crazy I mean, thing about class back in 1912. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I think on a boat the for gates a week. were closed mostly for like neglect. 
Okay. Like, no, I mean... There wasn't people standing at the other side of the gates, like, fuck you. Yeah. Lock the gates! For God's sake, man, there are women and children down here! Let us up so we can have a chance! So no, there was no reason to punch every other uh, like employee of the boat. No, it, it, no one was guarding the gate. Okay, and then other question: Does the the quartet actually exist? Yes, oh, it does. That was a sweet. That's what I'm like. You know what? Everyone's incompetent. Literally, it was everyone's incompetent, but Victor Garber and this beautiful quartet. Because you know what? They realize there's no way of saving. Let's add a little light to this. Yes. Yeah. When Corey refers to Victor Garber, he's referring to the um, architect of the boat. Who knew all the faults of the boat, but then got... Was that true, I guess? Like, did, Vic, the, did that person uh, uh, know that there were not enough lifeboats, acted to try to get more lifeboats, and, like, the money guy being like, uh-uh. I, think, uh, I thought it was, like, aesthetic. It was aesthetic. Yeah, they that's what I meant. Like, the money yeah, guy yeah, was yeah. like, no. They didn't want the boats uh, crowding the deck. But uh, it was very well known that the lifeboats were only didn't even fit half the people on the boat. It, it was just not a concern because it was unsinkable. It was the unsinkable. Was, was it called the unsinkable of, ship it was back then? The unsinkable ship. So yeah, they had just come up with that technology that like shuts out water that was portrayed. Oh yes, yes, yes. You did talk about it. I was like, that's smart. Because of that. Uh, magazines and stuff called them an un- unsinkable boat. They uh, really like, okay. thought it was this new technology that couldn't be like penetrated. When I got it, ended up actually being like part of the reason that they sunk. When I first went on a cruise tri- trip in fourth grade, I had to like, remind myself multiple times, being like, "There are no icebergs. We are in the Caribbean. Stop having this as an anxiety." <laughs> But then we did the lifeboat drill at the yeah, beginning, yeah. and then I was like, okay, I guess there are enough lifeboats like for after us. after that, they were like, I think we should have enough lifeboats <laughs> yeah. for everyone. So you weren't required to have like enough lifeboats yeah. for your, all your passengers? Yeah, I understand that. Um, what they did portray in the movie and was also true is many of the f- lifeboats left with like way too few people. Like 20 but, when it fit like 65. But they only would have had space for not even half the people anyway, I think. I know. So yeah. only 700 people ended Whoops. up surviving. Were 700? Yeah. Were the rich people as annoying and snobby as... Which is that's like one of my favorite lines when she like, ugh, are there going to be poor people on this lifeboat? It's <laughs> like, what? According to class. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're like, did they just no one have a full? That's a better question. Did no one really have a full engage? What was happening? I think people didn't really understand until the severity. Okay, um, that that makes sense that knowing the technology. Said that I think that the rich people were still very snobby. Like that's an incredibly selfish was thing it? to do. And like um, the uh, Kathy Bates character, yeah. unsinkable Molly Brown. Um, in the movie, she is advocating to go back and get the people out of the water immediately. Yeah, um, she was the she good one. she did that in real life. Um, ah, cool, cool, cool. So that's what she kind of became famous for. And she was shut down, as we all know. Um, but so I think for the most part, yeah, they were portrayed um, pretty accurately. Come on, girls. Grab an oar. Let's go. Are you out of your mind? We're in the middle of the North Atlantic. Now, do you people want to live or do you want to die? What's the matter with you? It's your men out there. There's plenty of room for more. I, when they were talking about that, like in that part, and they were like, somebody was like, oh, but they'll like swarm us. 
I will say that like I visualized that and was like, that would be crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so, they like could have like I understand like the technique that they ended up using to like put more people on like to empty one boat and like put people on it and then go back with another like made sense. But also so it like took too long. So people died. Yeah. So both of those things are true. Mm-hmm. Um, the unsinkable Molly Brown ended up being like one of the most well-known people on the Titanic. Why does she have that nickname? So, right. So, in the... <laughs> in real life, she's called Unsinkable because the she boat. didn't sink. <laughs> yes, partially. She she was one of the most heroic figures. She tried to get the lifeboats to go back. She mm-hmm. helped a lot of people into lifeboats. She was, like, one of the only people, like, organizing. Um, but then she... When they got to land, a couple re- reporters were, like, mobbing everybody and... She had some line about like us Browns were unsinkable, and then just like this story really got like put in the papers and got it. Yeah, if you're gonna put one thing, that makes Um, sense. It also a bunch of the information that we have about the Titanic is from the large investigation into the Titanic, Mm. where like a bunch of the passengers were questioned. Obviously, every like all the important crew members that survived were questioned. Um, and un- the unsinkable Molly Brown got a play, I believe, and maybe mm-hmm. a movie made made about her. I know about the play. The other thing that Dana mentioned that is true is that they purposely did not go back for people in the water because <laughs> their thought was like, which is a true thing, is that drowning people cling to things. And then they'll just pull everyone down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that. But they went back eventually. Some boats did go back eventually, and they saved seven people. Yeah, uh, they definitely waited too long. One of the people they saved, which is in the movie, which is pretty cool, I think, um, is the cook. I don't know if you guys remember. No. Um, when uh, Jack and Rose... The ship is tilted and they're like going up and then it's about to like break in half and then fall and then sink. Um, they are like they climb over the edge of the boat mm. and then they see a cook with a flask and he's, he's like, he yes, looks at yes, them. yes, yes, yeah. He looks at them oh, yeah. and he drinks like from the flask. Uh, he was the head baker of the Titanic and he actually survived because he drank a ton of brandy. And he, like, apparently he did go into the water that way. Like, he was on the boat until the very end. And um, he survived, like, for two hours in the water when most people only survived up to 15 minutes because he was so wasted. <laughs> so New rules for cruise ships. Yeah, All of them yeah. got to be booze ships. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the more you, like, swam around, the less likely you were to survive. So right. Yeah, because you're wasting energy. The key to surviving was drinking a lot and chilling. Staying still. <laughs> Interesting. so well. Um, but, what, sorry, one more thing I want to note because of your uh, first class question. There was only four first-class women who died out of all of them. And something that I found really interesting was that one of them actually died because she was on the lifeboat and then realized that her dog, (gasps) like, she wasn't going to be able to have her great Dane come on the lifeboat. These women. So she jumped off the boat. White people and their dogs. Oh, my God. Which was wild. I love dogs, but come on. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think the class and uh, sinking dynamics are, are one of the most interesting parts of the 
Titanic sinking. Tell us of the accommodations in steerage, Mr. Dawson. I hear they're quite good on this ship. The best I've seen, ma'am. Hardly any rats. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dawson is joining us from the third class. For example, the survival rates by class. Yeah, wait, before you go that, there's 700 survived means how many died? 1,500. Thank you. Continue. Okay. So first class uh, had a 60% survival rate. Second Mm. class had a 42% survival rate. Third class had a 25% Mm. survival rate. And the crew was less than 25. Mm. And all of those men were like very heavily ridiculed because... There were still some people... Women and children. Women and children in, like, third class and second class. Uh, On that theme, uh, an interesting thing that was, in fact, portrayed in the movie was um, J. Bruce Ismay. um, Who was that? He was Uh, the managing director at the White Star Line, um, which is the company that Mm. is kind of like Carnival now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And he is the one in the movie who is telling... Captain Smith to go faster and get there a night earlier so, that so he could look better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you'll still make headlines, yeah. buddy. Yeah, he ended up making headlines by sneaking into a lifeboat, <gasps> which is portrayed. We showed him, yeah. Um, and then just got panned for like years <laughs> for yeah. it, like in tabloids. Like the London Society labeled him as one of the biggest cowards in history. <laughs> Um, Damn. Legend. He has yeah, yeah. little dick energy. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> um, isn't it crazy that this... Okay, so like that many people died. This truly is a disaster. Mm-hmm. And then this movie like romanticizes it where there's now like mini golf courses that are Titanic themed. Like that's wild. Like imagine yeah. what like twenty years like we have a like a oh a challenger themed mini golf no, course like, where it's like ha ha putt putt. I feel like almost even more realistic like in terms of numbers is like a nine eleven. I puppy. thought that first, you but know. that's different because that was a attack. While the Titanic's not an attack, it's it just a disa- it was a disaster. That's why I went with challenger. Mm-hmm. I thought about that. I yeah, know. I know numbers, but yeah. it's different. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's not just the movie though. It's been so like portrayed in media and like i guess like now that i'm thinking about it though like that wouldn't be the craziest like i think the stuff that came after is the weird part like you could like even if in like 50 years there was like a 9-11 movie that had like a love story in it like as weird as that would be and like not chill it is now like it's not that's not i mean there are some kind of like come from away which is like the planes there is a love story in that but that's the other side of 9-11 but we don't need to discuss further and further into 9-11 they're not like commodifying (laughs) no i I I I think the love story uh connects the audience to the tragedy because you're rooting for this couple yeah and like obviously they didn't exist but there were 13 different couples on their honeymoon on the titanic which is and did they sad. all survive? Um, None survived. You know, I'm not actually sure if they lived or died. Um, Who tells their stories? But, <laughs> you know, I'm assuming at least some of them died. So it's kind yeah. of like a and if they were just just were split. split. Yeah, and if they were just kind of like putting this all in historical context of like the point of view of the captain or something, it just wouldn't be right, the totally. hit that it was. Right. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. it is weird that they like romanticize this drama but i think it's a way for them to connect you to the actual mm-hmm. tragedy okay the the golf the golf courses right. are weird golf it's weird. Are weird it's really like i was just thinking about it. i was like 
this is crazy. I'm like, like are we- even in the movie, they show people graphically dying. I know. Like for five minutes in a row. This is why I still agree. This movie scary. <laughs> still agree. <laughs> <laughs> Agrees with himself. <laughs> There's like six minutes straight where you're just seeing poor CGI of men just toppling <laughs> over and toppling over. Oh no, the boat's getting a quicker, a uh, steeper elevation. That There's scene, another one. That scene with the old people in, in bed, bed, and then the water is coming in is so sad. And then the, and the mom reading to the little kids. Those two old people were real. Were based on real people. Isidore <laughs> and Ida. I don't Strauss. remember. Strauss? Uh-huh. Okay. I don't remember. I don't personally remember their last name, but Isidore and don't Ida hold to, hold me to were it. both <laughs> offered a place on lifeboat number eight, but Isidore chose to stay on the Titanic so long as there were women who remained on the ship. Ida refused to abandon her husband. Wit- witnesses on the deck in lifeboat number eight heard Ida tell her husband, we have been living together for many years. Where you go, I go. True love story. Who got chills? I did. (laughs) (laughs) But another thing, like to your point about this becoming such like a pop culture disaster, is there were so many perfect way to describe. (laughs) There were so many famous people on this boat. There's the Countess of Ross, and um, that's John Jacob Astor, the richest man on the ship, and that's Benjamin Guggenheim and his mistress, Madame Aubert. And over here we have Sir Cosmo and Lucille Lady Duff Gordon. She designs naughty lingerie. It's True. like if Kim Kardashian and like <laughs> Beyonce, they like they were all on this ship yeah. that just like collapsed. Like the richest man in the world, John Jacob Astor was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he died. He yeah. died. Yeah. He died. It's Astor like Place. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> If oh Bezos went down, went down in the unsinkable Titanic. Isn't that it crazy that there are bigger boats than the Titanic now? Yeah, that could totally happen on like the first space flight. The first commercial when, space flight where we like shoot all our famous people into the air. I, With I, Elon Musk, baby. He's ready to do it. I think when they made the replica of the Titanic for this movie, it was still like one of the biggest like transportation things in the world. Did Wait, they make like, a replica? Because it where... wasn't on the water, was it? No, no. Oh, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> I know they filmed in like a pool for like the door scene, but like a lot of the the CGI, obviously, like when it then is on my TV as opposed to like in the movie theaters, it looks worse. But it is some bad special effects. I know it's ninety seven. I know, but the the rats, the dolphins, the water, the <laughs> night sky was laughable. The dolphins were insane. Does the dolphins make sense? Are there dolphins off the co- coast of Ireland? I was thinking that. That was a note of mine. I wouldn't rule that out, but I typically think of them in more tropical waters. But so that was the dolphins, and then the rats, the other CGI animals. I love that scene because uh, Chris Gethard. Because, sure, he deserves a shout-out. Why not? <laughs> a bit in his most recent stand-up is about how, like, he talks to his dad about, like, what do I do in if the zombie of the apocalypse comes? And his dad says, follow the rats. They are oh, the ones who actually know so safety. Like, that's, smart. like, a true thing. Oh, and I, like, saw that, and I was like, oh, you are supposed to follow the rats because they are the ones who actually know the rats, safety. Well, are we, you're talking just, like, the CGI of the rats. It's not good. Yes. That's what you're saying. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Say, there were definitely rats on that boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The rats uh, that they had, like, jumping through the puddles. The, the movie. Um, that <laughs> Irish guy was my favorite. 
Which one? The Irish guy. The one that got shot by that captain. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That captain was real. So a captain shot someone and then shot himself. Yeah, commanding officer. Not really captain. Captain, obviously not, because he's not the white. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was a real person. We do not know if he actually shot himself. His remaining family was upset. About how he was portrayed in the movie. Uh, Relax. Okay. All right. What else are the true things? I feel like we hit everything. We can just discuss this movie because we need to discuss if this movie's good or bad or not. Because <laughs> honestly, it's not. Uh, it's not bad. Sure. <laughs> uh, just an interesting fact. Speaking of like this Kardashian boat that we yes. were talking about, JP Morgan financed Woo. a lot of the boat. Hey, Fern. Do you work for JP Morgan? Morgan Stanley, but it's part him. Okay, you have to put that bias into this before we discuss. (laughs) I didn't know you were talking about your boss's boat. (laughs) Ugh. Anyway. (laughs) He He funded it. He funded it and was supposed to be on it, but a late business thing came up. Those are those good calls. But was that Hershey... Coming from over to America, or he obviously he's probably already settled here in in no, Pennsylvania. He, he was already like I think he was just visiting Europe. Got um, it. Like, Giving them good old Reese's cups. That chocolate would not exist if it, he had gotten on that boat. <laughs> that is actually <laughs> true. all of chocolate would not exist. All of chocolate. We would have never discovered chocolate. He yeah. would have given the last James. Hershey kiss. Well, think- oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're done here. Season one's over, baby. I think uh, the last uh, historical figure that I want to bring up yes. is Guggenheim, Benjamin. Yes, who we see die on the we boat. We see die on the boat. Which where did he die? Was, so he is the one that got all dressed up with like the little oh, Italian I loved guy. That. And then he was like, "No, I don't want your life saving yeah, things because like, it's not posh in my enough." Finest and ready to go. Uh, and so is my unwilling valet, but he's coming with me. Well, to be fair, the valet was probably, a male valet was not going to have good luck either way. Yeah. So at least he went with his cool boss. Okay, so what was the but, true story behind so the goose? The true story is like that actually happened. Yeah, like he literally from... got dressed up in a freaking tuxedo mm-hmm. and was like, I'm ready to die. These are for you, Mr. Guggenheim. Oh, thank you. We have dressed in our best and are prepared to go down as gentlemen. But we would like a brandy. And after that, the museum was born. Okay, so all the supporting characters are real. Why do I feel like I remember hearing a... St- okay. Cal's not real. Rose's mom is not real. Yeah, none of the people... None of our nuclear family. But Rose is a person that existed or no? No. There was no 101 there was, there was person that he Jay interviewed? Dawson. Joseph. Yep. Yeah, but that was like a random... He was remember. But, and also, James Cameron did not know about that when he wrote the screenplay, mm. which is very cool. Um, the captain. Why do I have this weird memory that the captain was drunk and that's why they sunk? Not uh, true. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that was but like Poseidon? I'm, I'm glad you <laughs> brought him up because... Um, there are people who reported that he kind of just like stood in his captain room and and let the water drown him, but there are heroic, hero- in a heroic way. Um, but there are many other reports that say that he jumped into the water to help people onto lifeboats. Also heroic, but like possibly yeah. more yeah. Heroic. more heroic. One's like honorable heroic. The other one's like, oh, you're doing something. It's Thank so you. Crazy he did that not you just survive. Like- have to go down with your ship. That's My last rule of the sea. How the Titanic is portrayed hitting the iceberg and stuff. 
Is that true where there are two people up in the yes. crow's nest being like, oh, shit, there's an iceberg. 37 seconds between them saying iceberg ahead and them hitting the iceberg. Pick up, you bastards! Yes, what you see? Iceberg, right ahead! Thank you. And seconds. why was this iceberg not they seen? They had no binoculars. Like, they just... The binoculars, in general, or they forgot they, it for the their shift? The binoculars were locked in, like, some cabinet, and no one had the key. And so they, they weren't were distracted just... by two lovers fondling underneath, no. being like, ooh, and then be like, oh, ba iceberg! But... They had been getting iceberg warnings yes. all yeah. night. Yes. And there was a guy who gets all the warnings and he didn't do a good enough job. So it was because of incompetence. He was sending like personal messages or something. So lovers. For just like all the people on the boat. That was like his job to send personal messages. And so he wasn't like tuned in Into his to radio. all the um, things. Okay. Then, um, so it could have been It could have been avoided. It definitely okay. could have. For sure. We wouldn't have had <laughs> and, the movie um, though that way the design the boat designer played by uh, victor garber victor garber did our second get, movie with him just did, so we remember i know did I get him. called in to give an estimate of how long he thought they would remain afloat and he did say an hour and a half so that's all accurately but portrayed it actually took like three hours Ah, oh, stupid. Well, that's good because he was trying to be like... Shoot low so yeah, people get quicker. Yeah. Even though it's like, okay, well, what do you do in this situation? Because like, because they know most people are going to die. There's truly no way. It's like truly impossible to save people because of the numbers. Do you just keep keep calm and carry on? I hate that I said that. <laughs> but do you keep calm oh, or right. do you like... <laughs> Or do you get them all in a panic frenzy? Like, what is better? Definitely don't usually want to get people in a panic frenzy. Yeah. You so keep do calm want and carry people on. to do, to get themselves to safety, but you, like, definitely Because people were too laissez-faire about it. Where they were just like, ah, uh, I don't want to stand outside. It's cold. And it's like, woman, the sink, the boat is sinking. I would have literally been like... Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the cold, I love that like Rose is in a like in a blanket, a very warm blanket, and Cal's like, no, 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 you should wear a coat. And it's like, no, that blanket definitely was warmer. Poor. Fun fact: they made her jacket <laughs> extra big so she looked like she was. Well, it was a man's jacket. I like don't know what it was. Cal's jacket. So she was like more hard. It was like harder for her to like move around. Uh, they, like, made it a, a damsel in distress. Jacket yeah, in, it's a wonder purpose. that she didn't drown even with that flimsy life vest because <laughs> yeah. like she was. First of all, that diamond, insane, insane that she does not notice that it's there until she's at the Statue of Liberty and that it gets, like, Especially it doesn't like leave her pocket. It's cold. Put your hands she's, in your pockets. Also, like, True. she's literally being sucked down into the ocean and yeah. that diamond just stays right where it is in this open ass pocket. I know. It's true. It wasn't Velcro it's shut. So I agree. I honestly, <laughs> let's not fact check that. Um, it probably was invented before 1912. One quick little thing before we start talking about like the movie. This movie actually is uh victor garber was last seen looking at a picture of his boat heroic go down with your ship your beauty velcro was invented in the 1940s so fuck my me. dick <laughs> it wasn't velcro so, so it could have right. been yeah all right cool you cool cool right. it wasn't velcro. um great all right so this movie right jack dawson hot as fuck True. Oh it's like God. you watch it oh. truly my note is oh my god He's 
perfect. Literally his prime. And I was like, I get it. Like, I understand why Leo was able to have a, a crew with him known as the Pussy Posse. Because I was like, oh, I get it. Like, yaha. I honestly think Leo's beauty in this movie, like... It's his top notch. I think he only goes downhill. Yeah, I'll say it. I agree. I agree 100%. That was his top. I when he puts the tux on, I wrote, Jack and Tux, hubba hubba. It only got better. But then when he like actually combed his hair, I was no, like, no, 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 keep so it. so different because I was not interested in him in the tux. Okay. Duly noted. But that's why we're all different. I will also <laughs> add that I found that the earring dude from the submarine was just my style. Bill Paxton? I guess. The yeah. one in charge of the mission. Yeah. I thought he was Twister. Because... <laughs> That was James Cameron, like, trying to, like, nod to himself. Of course, he was nodding to himself. Oh, my God. It's okay. He won an Oscar for this movie and goes, I'm king of the world, so he's an alpha. (laughs) I'm the king of the world. Here's the thing. Guess where else James Cameron makes a real cameo? I know because oh. I'm the Hollywood in the movie. Star. No. <gasps> where? Okay. Does he sink or live? Who he tells the story? Is the one who? Oh wait. He is the hands oh. that yeah. paint. Yeah. Her like one of his French girls. Yes. Oh. He so does he all the drawings. So he sinks. That's he actually sinks. very impressive. <laughs> yes. He's so Jack's hands. Her and Leo are 20 and 21 at this time. She looks so much older than 21 in that movie. I know. I looked it up while I was watching. And he's a baby face, too. But that's why. She looks so young. But, like, I guess you think about it. 21-year-old boys look like little babies. And 21-year-old girls are strong independent women. Okay. Well, (laughs) he did draw draw all of those. Yeah. Nudie um, McNude scenes. Yeah. Which kind of ruins that scene for me because, you know, it's kind of hot seeing the hands. Like, it goes from the hands to his eyes, like his baby blue yeah. eyes. And you're just like, damn, this is like an erotic scene. And then knowing that it's James Cameron's hands, it's mm. like, those aren't the ones that I would want on me. I will say mm-hmm. that my favorite line or one of my favorite lines that is also my least favorite lines is when after that scene, the old woman goes... It was one of the most erotic moments of my oh my life. And it was just like, yo. But then she goes, at the time. And I was like, oh, girl, she forgot about Jack. And she does not care. She has literally moved on. She literally didn't. I was so, I was telling Ben this while we were watching this. Like, her, when she presumably dies at the end of the movie and goes to her version of heaven, which is back on the Titanic with (laughs) Jack, who she knew for like a week after spending like a lifetime with a man that she married and presumably had children with. They have a grandchild. And like, Oh, it's post like, movie. I was yeah, like, Cal, movie. she didn't marry him. <laughs> my fault, my fault. Post movie. And it's like, after this entire life together, like, she, like, ditches this guy. And she's like, no, my heaven is with this guy I met. Like, you know, because they had a good fuck in the car. I just watched Call Me By Your Name and... Time out. Yeah. You listened <laughs> to the audiobook. We just discussed this. Okay, I just listened to the audiobook of Call Me By Your Name, and sometimes, like, that first love stays with you your whole life, according yeah, but it's to just that like book. Fern, does your face. first love stay in? No. Okay. It's long gone. <laughs> <laughs> I think Fern is Good just not really relating to that, but Fern, sometimes people do feel that way, which is maybe why this movie no, isn't for I, you anymore. I agree with Fern. <laughs> It just really sucks for her husband. He's been croaked long ago. Can't you tell? All right. Now that we're discussing favorite lines, I know. What a uh, segue. Um, yours was, 
It was the most erotic moment of my life. Which is said by current day Rose, <laughs> Who, right? I also remember now that at growing up, I was 100% sure that she was played by herself. <laughs> but funny. she obviously doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> you believed it. Yeah. But part of me also like watches it and she's like so wrinkly where you're like, this is makeup Kate Winslet's underneath there. <laughs> I definitely had that thought, especially when for some reason, no, no, it's when she like had her hair all up and stuff and like looked nice. But then that shot in the end where her hair is like long and I'm like, ew, wait, what? Is this a wig? <laughs> Anyways, your favorite line was said by Current Day Rose. Yeah. So is mine. And it's in the very beginning when uh, the nudie drawings get first shown on the news and she goes to her granddaughter and just goes, wasn't I a dish? <laughs> <laughs> Did you write that line? Yes! <laughs> Literally wrote in my notes, wasn't I a dish, in parentheses, gonna start using that now. (laughs) What's your favorite line? There's so many quotes in this, so I think everyone has one. I did not have a, I mean, I definitely had a favorite line. I did not write it down. There are so many lines that are just horribly written by James Cameron. So, so badly written where you're like, oh, a man wrote this. It's literally like, I'm a woman. I make choices. That's not the direct quote. I actually wrote it down. I know what you're thinking. Poor little rich girl. Yeah, that's a like, good one. No, that's not what I'm thinking, but like, it has to be what you're Oh, the thinking. line I was thinking was, of course it's unfair. We're women. Our choices are never fair. And I was like, so beautifully written by a man. <laughs> oh, that's Rose's mom. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the Picasso line is, he's like, oh. Pablo Picasso will never be famous. <laughs> oh, who's that? I've... Picasso? Oh, God, not those finger paintings again. They certainly were a waste of money. The difference between Cal's taste in art and mine is that I have some. What's the artist's name? Something Picasso. <laughs> Something Picasso. He won't amount to a thing. He won't. Trust me. I <laughs> fact-checked that. There are no Picasso yeah. paintings on this boat. Ah. <laughs> well, because they sunk. No, no just no, kidding. No. I know. They no. were not on there at all. All right. You saw this movie 12 times in 14 months. What is your favorite line? So long ago. Because when I was watching this movie, it was definitely like... <laughs> Not even a line, just a scene where they were in the front of the boat, just really, you know, when they're like holding whatever. And then, uh, so that was like the key moment for me. But rewatching this movie, as for probably most preteen girls, it's not the dialogue is really crappy. Yeah, it's so bad, and it made me a little bit embarrassed. Don't be, um, don't be, don't be. I'm not. I'm really not. It has 89 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's okay yeah, if you it's, like it's it. Fine. But like, okay, I, it's just like it, it was, was yeah. so sad that it was bad because I remember like seeing it and being like, "This is a, the best movie like, ever." Be, one best movie, like at the Oscars. Like, who did it beat uh, out? Dana. As good as it gets. Never seen. Next. Oh, it's a great it's movie. A movie yeah. The Full Monty. Goodwill Hunting. Oh. The first. LA Confidential. That's it. So Goodwill Hunting beat it in screenplay. If it was even yeah. maybe nominated for screenplay. Yeah, well, it's a horrible screenplay. Yeah. Also, <laughs> the, first, the first 20 minutes are so bad. Pre before they go to the past tense. Yes. It was not nominated for screenplay. Good. It shouldn't be. Yeah, before they... Yeah. First of all... And I know we've said some kind of loving things about her, but this old woman is a bad actor. It's okay. Just try to remember anything, anything at all. Do you want to hear this or not, Mr. Lovett? It's been 84 years, and I can still smell the fresh paint. 
I mean, maybe like at the time in 1997, it would have been cool to see. But the foot there's like 10 minutes of the footage of the wreck. That's my bone to pick. I don't want to see that right now. And in, in before I watch three hours no. of this boat movie. That's my bone to pick. Some of it. You don't need it. Bone to pick. A movie should never be three hours and 14 minutes. You are a shitty storyteller if that's how long it takes you to tell a movie. Hey. Movies need to I be... I don't like that movie either, but we'll not get into that. Well, I don't think I've seen it. It shouldn't be, but it's like, if you're going to do that, Lord of the Rings, yes, is three hours long, and then it's split up, and somehow both of them are three hours long. All three. Oh, three. <laughs> oh my God. But the thing is, okay, I'll take that back. With the Lord of the Rings, you're going off a book. Books can be as long as however they want to be. That does not change how good of a storyteller you can be. But to a movie, if you're going to be a screenwriter and make a movie, a director... You can't be longer than two hours and 20 yeah. minutes. You are a shitty, you are a bad storyteller if that's how long it takes you to compel, to make me interested in characters and everything. Generally, two hours and 20 is a good cutoff. Yeah. Three hours, 14 minutes. No, thank you, James Cameron. It was not all good stuff. There were tons of things to cut. There were like a lot of things to cut. Everything in present day. Yeah. But um, I like that guy. Bill Paxton, <laughs> baby. But the other Bill, Billy Zane. Cow. Beautiful eyebrows, eyelashes. The makeup was done spectacular. But like Billy Zane, he's bald. So the beginning. He's wearing a little hat? I think he's wearing a wig. A it looks it looks like a toupee. I'll say it. But great makeup hair. I don't I'm not bone my bone's not picked with you. It's with James Cameron. He's such a dick. He like that's another shortcoming of the writing of this movie. I agree. It's like because I didn't you it go, doesn't sorry. make sense like he has no redeeming qualities. He's like He's not so one-dimensional. For like, me, why would, why would, why would we be interested in Rose if she like? Right. She does. There's no explanation for like what how she possibly could have loved. Him. And yeah. this is for me. It was where it was like I would understand if he wanted to make sure he married Rose if he was marrying into her wealth. But no, Billy Zane came from wealth, as later explained by Rose in the epilogue, being like he got his money. He's got his family's fortune. So, and he never loved her for loved her because anytime he's walking, he's walking with the mother who I'll say he could have been sleeping with her. <laughs> Calls Rose horrible things. And I'm like, when he's like running around trying to rescue Rose off this boat, I'm like, why? Like, I understand another man has tried to like step in and then you're defending that maybe. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I, okay. think he, I think he's like, I... I came to that point while I was just monologuing right now. Yeah, so I didn't I think, think that I all think the way I think it through. was like a... Like a more like I want to be I'm the Leo than like I want to be with Kate or mm-hmm. Rose. Fair um, enough. It's it's more like She's I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to lose this. My wife can practice, if not yet by law, so you will honor me. <laughs> you will honor me the way a wife is required to honor a husband, because I will not be made out of fool, Rose. Is this in any way unclear? The other thing is we don't get to see them that much before Leo comes into the picture. So it's like... Do you I, think they had a good relationship before? I don't... I think that she didn't like him and then therefore how could he really like her? You know? Like, I'm not defending him, but I'm saying like if I Burns were like, kind of like... Cow supporter. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the guy who has Hashtag. no redeeming qualities. No, but I'm trying to say like it. it's... I don't, Hashtag not all men. <laughs> Like, he does suck, but it's also, like, I understand him being a little upset if his fiance is, like, running around 
with like some other random Don't get any ideas, Dean. Might have like lice. Uh-uh, he's American. No, he's not. He is American. He is. No, he is. American. Oh, he was American. Mauricio is not American. Right. Who? Let's talk about for five seconds. The one oh, is that how much he's in the movie? Done. <laughs> one of the three notes I took about this movie was just LOL for br- the Italian guy cannot be real. Also, like them doing I'm the king of the world at the beginning. A didn't remember that at all. B like very homoerotic. I can see the Statue of Liberty already. Very small, of course. I knew about King of the World, assumed it was the same with Kate Winslet. When just she puts like, her crucifix arms out. Yeah, just from like, uh, you know, how popular some parts of this movie are. But I didn't know about the kiss that they shared right after. And I was into it. It was a really hot makeup. very hot I wrote kiss. that. But, okay, let's think about this in the context of the movie. The day before that happened, she almost fell off of the ship. How insensitive is it for <laughs> Committed him suicide. to suicide to the yeah. front of the fucking ship the day after yeah. and be like, do you trust me? Like, step on this railing. I know you almost died yesterday, not, but, you know. Yeah, she was dangling. Thoughtful. She did dangle. She was once a damsel in, damsel in distress. This time, she was just the damsel. <laughs> Alright, so Kate Winslet, good actor for sure. Love her in other things. Was she good in this movie? I have an opinion. I She's think, young. I think the second that doesn't half, justify she it. She was better in the second half. Like she was good sure. at being afraid. Like she yeah. she played the like terrified part very well. Um she did not play she had no charisma. Yeah. Like it was kind of just But some, I don't know like I kind of saw her as who was this like trying to be kind of one note you know because she is this like rich bitch you know (laughs) do you think it's hard to have charisma with the most beautiful thing ever portrayed on film or that is a lot to put on women (laughs) (laughs) like you have to be more charismatic because this hot hunk is standing next to you a beautiful Uh, painting uh, is like your co-lead Stark. He got older and weirder. Oh, a hundred. Yeah, he had a fucking group called the Pussy Posse. I wonder how many girls he's boned. I think the list is very high. And I think a good chunk of them are models. Models, yeah. We can talk about the door. Yes, we the have door? to talk about the door. All right, what's the Mythbusters? There's no oh, Mythbuster. No, no, no. It, Isn't uh, there? It's completely false. Uh, well, there's the Mythbuster of whether or not both of them could have fit, and I don't know the answer, but my answer is yes. They James didn't? Cameron's answer is no. I know. Well, of course his he, answer is no. I know, but no. James Cameron in the script said Jack gets off so that she can survive. They didn't even try. There's they literally were... a millisecond where he's like, literally like tries to lift him up really it's in the script so it's true because it's fake so (laughs) the script is the truth i guess (laughs) we're holding on to the tip of the boat when everyone else was like falling off what a roller coaster experience you know what if we already commodifying the mini golf get me a virtual reality roller coaster where i am lying on top of that boat and go straight into the water hit me with a 4d splash effect continue sorry hanging on for 10 minutes (laughs) they can't even try to both be on the door i agree i lie i fully lie i hold my hand up i let him go plus he just should have tried harder to get on that door because i think he would have totally enough room right 
Guys, I was, freezing didn't bother to death me. is actually one of the best ways to go. Really? Yeah. You go, your, your brain like just shifts into like feeling warm. That's why hypothermia is like really dangerous on like camping trips because you're just like, you oh, don't realize you start taking off yeah. your clothes recklessly because you get really hot and you're just like, oh, I'm really hot. And then you just like die really peacefully. As far as like the shitty ways to go, like it's not the most unpleasant. All right. You heard this first. We're all dying Titanic. <laughs> Titanic style. Um, yeah. Don't y'all love that they call every, like we refer to it as like the Titanic. They're going on to the Titanic, yeah. but they don't use the article. They're like, we're going on to Titanic. And you're like, ew. Hey. You know who I, I would be? Um, something I noticed. And I realize about myself is I'm not a very religious person, mm. right? But if I were on that boat in mm-hmm. the scene where they are rowing oh, up and okay. they show the priest and everyone's and holding everyone's on to him, to touch that priest, I would be first in line. I would be like, <laughs> "Listen, I'm for that. I need some sort of backup plan, and that would be it." Like, I would I, be confessing every sin and, that I had ever done. And also, that priest is a fucking hero. Like. He's just going on, and obviously he's afraid, but he's like, I'm going to keep saying this because it's making these people, like, a little bit more comforted. And then is it Jack who's like, all right, move it along? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, it's not Jack. survival. He's I think, like, they, he's I think like, they're, like, literally pushing past He's, like, him, to like, the valley of the shadow of death or whatever, and he's yeah. like, all right, well, we can't get Different there prayer moment, off. different prayer oh, moment. Really? That, but that guy, that's not the priest, but that guy is oh. praying, and he's like, school me, boy. <laughs> Another um, scene... That was questionable was when he's handcuffed to the pipe and she gets him out an of axe that. With one Why, chop on what? an axe? Yeah, with one chop on an axe with that. her eyes closed. I did not notice her eyes were closed. Yeah, oh my God. I like laughed though. I thought it was funny when she was practicing on the thing and like got the two things so far from each other and he was like, <laughs> okay, now you've had enough practice. Now try. The best is the one actual line of like comedy right before that where he's like, she's like, okay, I'll go find someone, get the axe. And he's just like, okay, I'll wait here. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is good. There were a couple <laughs> this is good. Lines. I will give it that. Oh, and he made the joke when he was freezing to death about writing a strongly worded letter to the white star. Uh, that one like, we love Leo. We love Leo. Heart melted into <laughs> that water. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. Um, I have casting what ifs. Do we Ooh, want those? Yes. Okay. First of all, for our title folks, what if it was Gwyneth Paltrow and Matthew McConaughey? I said, when they were that young, I don't know what they. I mean, like I said, honestly, would have worked. <laughs> Gwyneth, I think Gwyneth could have done it. I don't. I they both have had good you. directing. I mean, not like now good acting. He's a good actor. They're both Academy Award winning actors. Scene and now be he's a good a, actor. At this point, he was still on Failure a little well, while. No, and Dazed no, and Confused, this though. This is Dazed and oh, Confused. Was, Matthew McConaughey. He's done a, a upside down Belker. <laughs> also, apparently, our girl. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, apparently, she like really wanted the part and like did some kind of embarrassing stuff to get it. I think. Yeah. Aka, like, she sent James Cameron like a dozen red roses and was like, "From your rose." Ooh. <sighs> Honestly, she got it. <laughs> and, like, Girl, get yours. <laughs> like, okay. You do what you gotta <laughs> do in a non-grossly sexual way. We can support it. <laughs> Hathaway would do that. Yeah, definite you know, Anne Hathaway. Hathaway <laughs> Shout out Anne Hathaway. Drag, bitch. Um, uh, 
Okay, guys, I have one more casting what if, and this one I'm really excited about. For what character? I want to say that I love Kathy Bates. I think yes. she's Cosine. fantastic. I wouldn't want anyone else to play that role. Uh, uh, yes, who was but it? If someone else to, was to play that role, Lara Lenny? I'd be okay with it being Reba McIntyre. <laughs> fuck no. Oh Shut the fuck up. It was supposed to be Reba McIntyre? Yeah, she like had to bail. Holy wow. shit. <laughs> Why did you have to turn it down? We were on tour, and I had a lot of people on the payroll, and we yeah. had these three uh, months already scheduled to do the the movie, so wow. we couldn't reschedule all the arenas and everything. When it was such a huge hit, did yeah. it kind of kill you a little bit? Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that is such a different type of woman. I've watched Reba's entire sitcom that came out in the early 2000s after this movie. She's not... Hold on. <laughs> You watched the entirety of Reba. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if we have to discuss. Yes, I watched Reba's acting. She shouldn't me. have been in this movie. I it should have her. always been Kathy Bates. She's freaking weird as fuck, and Kathy I love Bates, that. Kathy Bates, one of my favorite all-time character actors. I agree. She was one of the highlights in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A character that you were like, oh, you're redeemable. I trust Maybe everything you likable. do. Maybe the... One of two likable characters. Her, Victor Garber, the boat. Oh, the, the Not the boat, sorry. The boat I, is not like... I love the boat. The, <laughs> the band, the band, the quartet, the quartet. Um, okay, wait, one more. Yes, one please. More. Robert De Niro was offered the role of Captain Smith, but turned it down due to a gastrointestinal infection. It, would it have been a bigger role? I wonder. It, mu- it had to have been a bigger <laughs> role. Okay, guys, I have two more fun <gasps> Yes, please. Okay, one is a note that I took. That says, OMG, someone spiked the crew's food with PCP. I think it was Leo. The point is, somebody spiked the entire crew's food, their clam chowder that they ate on set with PCP, and like a thousand people went to the <laughs> <laughs> And I think it was Leo. That is During classic. While yes. they were filming. The, a classic Leo movie. So what happened the rest of the filming I that day? Like, I don't know what they did the rest of the day, but I know like a bunch of they people, people were screen. throwing up. <laughs> people were hallucinating. People like went to the hospital. Like Holy shit. That is like, a huge lawsuit. I know. Can you believe what? that Leo Leonardo DiCaprio well, spiked this whole cruise? You heard it here first. Leo, PCP. Dana's boss's friend. Spike the PCB. That's how she knows the truth. And did they ever catch the person responsible? Yeah, that's kind of a crazy story. So all of a sudden, here's 150 crew members stumbling into the emergency room of a very small hospital at 1 o'clock in the morning. You see some people are freaking out. Some people are Congo dancing. Some people are, are euphoric. I, I knew I was pretty stoned on something pretty bad and I thought we me and Jim thought that it was there was a neurotoxin in the clams we didn't know what it was okay and then the last but not least Leo's lizard got run over during the filming but he nursed it back to health what 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 is that is wait time out find out what it is he brought a lizard to set he's not that famous of an actor at this point to be like these are my demands (laughs) what do you Yes, he was. Or was this? I think this yeah, is the movie was. that he fully was in, launched like, Gilbert him. Grape yeah, Gilbert and Grape like, was his first big one, I think. Uh, okay. I'm going to tell you the All right. name of like I take a, that back. Timothy. Okay, Timothy both hot. could bring a lizard wherever he wants. That's true. He can bring a lizard. Oh, also, baby Lizzie Lohan was almost um, uh, the little girl. Uh, uh, what's Cora? Name? Best gal. Cora, yes. <laughs> That's incredible. Wait, you mean in the scene where they're... They're dancing. 
where they're like, poor it's, people have more fun. Yeah. Look I also class. love, though, the... So lit in third class. Dude. And I love the sh- cut. Like, they're like, watch me tap dance. And it's very obvious it is another person <laughs> tap dancing. And then Kate Winslet's like, look at my bar trick. I can stand on my toes. And it is very much someone else's feet. <laughs> also... <laughs> James Cameron filled a scene with all the poor animals that like weren't gonna survive, but he cut it, and I could not be more thrilled. Oh, cool! I'm glad he cut something. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? Um, if I I didn't cry, so we'll just get that out of the way. Oh, now. you didn't cry. But First time viewing, showed, or just this time? I don't know because I was True. potentially. Your father hated this movie. You would never cry. Um, I would have absolutely 100% without a doubt cried if there was a scene of all the dogs in the kennel that were not going to escape. There were a few I, doggies that died. I know. The Great Dane. There were two that made it out. <gasps> How? Uh, yes. Lap dogs. They were tiny. Oh. And I come with me, please. Uh, Fern, in the fateful senior year, how many times do you think you cried? Well, to be fair, it was between junior and senior year. <laughs> yeah. um, high, school. high school. High school. For high some reason, I'm like, did you school. watch this in not college like, 14 times? Not like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did cry for a lot of them. Like, this is a movie that I've cried the most to. <laughs> I did not cry this last time I watched it because really the screenplay really dragged it down. It, it was so just I what got scenes? Harder. What two scenes are the ones that always get you? Okay, when Rose gets on a lifeboat and she is like going down mm. and then she's watching and then the Celine Dion song starts <sighs> playing and then the sparks go out mm-hmm. and she's looking at him and you're just like, oh my God, they might not ever see each other again. Imagine. And then she just jumps off the boat. I was just like, oh, this is so emotional. To be honest, if I didn't know the ending of this, I think knowing the end, like seeing this movie for the first time and like not realizing that Jack is like gonna die is crazy like yeah. if i didn't yeah. know that i would have been like they like do when it. she's trying to wake him up oh my fucking god i would have been a f- yeah that's the second mask. scene that's the second scene is when she's the end. like wake Ish. up wake He's up like, and on. you're just like wake up <laughs> i think that's the one point i almost cheered at while watching I, this time and the first scene that fern mentioned is the one point that i got emotional yeah. was when she jumped off the bed look at that our the emotions are in sync Oh, I was so mad at her. I was because I knew that he, she was gonna he was gonna die. I'm like, save your. It's, it's just like you're. She's just stupid, Rose. You're so stupid. That's what he Aww. says to her. Why is he so cute? He's so freaking cute. He really um, is. Yeah. Right, final thoughts, everyone. Go around. Let me see if I got any more fun fact of Rooney's. After finding out that she was going to be naked in front of Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet decided to break the ice by flashing him her boobies for the first time that <laughs> they <awesome>. met <laughs> good, good for her good for kate she redeemed herself for her weird roses <laughs> yeah. um in the scene where the water comes crashing into the grand staircase room the filmmakers only had one shot because the entire set and furnishings were destroyed in the shot wow that's Makes stressful sense. yeah but they did a good job they really crushed it um yeah. one of the lines um that i took note from the women of the wealthy class talking one of them goes the point of university is to find a suitable husband <laughs> and guess who did that everybody First. she I fulfilled did. her titanic dream and found her university <laughs> husband i did it thank uh, you dean thank you loosely based this for uh setting us up together <laughs> near <laughs> far Wherever you are, I believe that the heart will 
That's true. But I'm going to have my speech now. Oh, please. Oh. There's not going to be. It's a short one. Oh, okay. Um, it's been fun. It's been really great. We're holding hands. <laughs> um, and I hope that you guys learned so much over this past 10 episodes. Uh, I know I did. Oh. oh. And I hope your life in Denver is loosely based. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we hope all your lives out there are loosely based. Peace out. Uh, Bang. I'll miss you. Bye. <laughs> the theme music for this episode was made by Danny Kelleher. The podcast artwork was done by Carolyn Morrison and Lizzie Phillip. We are produced by Courtney Cassell, Jacob Greenberg, and Sam Kahn. And a big special thanks to Donald Whalen. If you enjoy Loosely Based, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps. If you would like to advertise anything at all, suggest a movie, or just say hey, message one of the hosts, or send an email to looselybasedpod at gmail.com. This has been our last episode of Season 1. We'll be taking a brief hiatus, but we will sure to be back at some point discussing these Loosely Based films. Goodbye, y'all.